program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of Sengents, Glamour Connection, Van Garrett Media, their respective management, contractors, or employees. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness podcast. Share your hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green. Welcome to Share Your Hotness. This is the third time. Welcome to Share Your Hotness Podcast with your host, Lita Green, and my guest today... Nathaniel Green! <laughs> Woo! And if you were wondering, Green, that's a really unique name. How did they find someone with the same guest? Because this very low energetic guest here is my son, my oldest, my firstborn, my adult person now. The best one. No, <laughs> All of my children are my favorites. So uh, I'm. If you are not my social media friend, you may not know that I am the gushiest mom ever. It's true. Yeah, I love, love, love my kids. I she talk about them about me all the time. I know, and you're you're kind of popular with my followers. It's true. Yeah. Hi, hi guys. <laughs> I love all my fans on on a. Lita Green's podcast and her Facebook page. Right. There's a lot right. of embarrassing pictures on there. No, there are not <laughs> a lot of embarrassing pictures. Well, unless you're talking about the ones in fifth grade where you thought you thought you were like, ah, but you were just the cutest little fifth grader. No. No, he was. I was the little, little fifth grader, but not the cutest. To me, you were the cutest. Okay. <laughs> yes and he hates the haircut that i gave him as a little boy it was like the bowl cut but he was so cute there was a so lot cute. of bad haircuts and now because... i don't trust anybody but uh um people down the street that do my hair so yeah well um <laughs> he he might care more about his hair than than all of us combined true no you care about your hair a lot how much time do i spend on my hair compared to how much time you spend on your hair how much time do you spend on your makeup okay that's fair Touche. Mm, touche. Yes. <laughs> so he spends more time on his hair, but in general, I spend more time. I spend a good five to eight minutes doing my makeup. Yeah. And sometimes I spend zero time on my hair. Like, how much right time now. do you spend on your makeup? And sometimes I spend five minutes on my hair. How much time on your makeup? So long. How much time washing your face? Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be more. No, she's calling me out because I don't wash my face well enough. But, you know, it, it's okay because I still have great skin and I can get away with it a little bit, but it's not the best. Yes. Good thing this isn't a video recording. Whatever. <laughs> the problem with Nathaniel is even when he doesn't think he's cute, he's he's got a lot of charm. And so I flatter myself by saying he takes after me. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Do he's a got lot, a lot yeah. of charm. People so, say I am. Um, I look like my dad or my sister. I'm like, not at all. I don't see it. He. But like, I look more like them than I do you, but I feel like I am more like you in all the other ways. <laughs> well, out of my three kids, only one of them looks like me. Yeah. And that's the one that's in heaven. But you do look more like your dad than you do me, but you have my personality. And the hair. And my interests, people. Yes, and, and the hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, he has done um, pursued a little bit of modeling, and he wants you want to go into what do you what have you decided you're going into? Not well, that you're solid locked in. Locked I have in no forever, idea. But the film stuff you were. Talking oh yeah, about. I've been thinking about going into filmmaking, but I feel like this entertainment industry is something that I want to do. Um, whether that's you know like making YouTube videos or being you know the next Quentin Tarantino. No. Yes. not Quentin Tarantino his movies scare me but they're awesome I'm very easily they're scared masterpieces <sighs> I love them anyway I'm uh, I learn, can't handle blood or I want to learn how to do that but maybe I want to go into business I have no idea like um I feel like in life we're all rushed especially at my age we're all rushed into you know the world and like you have to know what you want you know and like college is just around the cor corner and if you don't do college and shame on you, but you can do this lesser thing, even though it's not true. Okay, who, who said shame want. on you? Who said that? What to make it seem like. That's oh, okay. Cause I'm like, I haven't been saying everybody, that. everybody says you, you know, I like, have been they saying... make you feel like you have to get rushed into what you want to do when it comes to, you know, like every year of school, you know, you have to go through these hoops and mm -hmm. now I graduated like a few months ago and there's no hoops I'm jumping through right now. So it's like, what do I do? <laughs> well, know? I know I have said you have to go to school because you have the opportunity Yeah. where your dad made an agreement with the military to go. And I do not have a four-year degree because, um, because I don't, because yeah. of family finances and things like that. So, but I'm not you. Right. So, whatever, so I, choose. I want you to take the opportunities given to you, but yeah. life's not a race son. Have you heard us say that before? It's not a race. Yeah. Except but, in our brains, it feels like it. Yeah. especially in mine it's like oh i gotta do this gotta do that but i don't know so what you're hearing is there's this young man who is got a lot of opportunities in front of him and he's at that point of life where you're going from being a kid and i'm struggling i call him a man person i'm not quite ready to call you a man i'm not either okay <laughs> i want to be a 10 again it's kind of weird like right when you graduate you're like you look up like all the, the events leading up to graduation you're like man like i miss so way to get out of high school and you know like be my own person be independent but then with independence comes a lot of responsibility like bills. and now it's like i'd love to be 10 again you tell know? me what's so great about being 10 um i mean when i was 10 i took those things for granted but life's more simple and you're just happy all the time but in the moment you're like you wanted to be 12 when i wanted you were 10. to i want to be this age no you want to be 12. But i feel like 12. living i feel like living in the moment is a good thing you know when you're young because you only get it once and i'm still young so i have time to enjoy because i know people that are older than me be like ah oh, you're in the best time of your life right now but it honestly feels like the worst time of my life so <laughs> how much rent do you pay right now zero zero See what see what I mean, guys? Yeah. And her audience is all over 40. So she's like, yeah, Nathaniel. No, they're not all over together, 40. Probably. No, they're not. They're not. Okay. They're so all over they're all over, they're all over 40 and then the few of my friends. Because yeah, but you don't I will be on this podcast. And you you do have to do jobs. Right? Yeah. So your life's not so bad right now. Not so bad. It's not. Yeah. When I was so your what's, age. what's the topic today, Mom? Well, we're going to talk about you and coming of age. Okay. 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 So, Let's hear it. 
Um, Nathaniel, his name means gift of God. I had a hard time getting Nathaniel. So he is my sixth pregnancy, my first successful one. So I joke that I'm insanely successful because, you know, doing the definition, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah. But Mickey Rooney said, you always pass failure on your way to success. And people would tease me and they would say, well, I guess they weren't really teasing me. They'd be like, why haven't you started a family? And I would say, well, I put in my model. I put in my order for the perfect model. And evidently ordering the perfect model takes longer. And so Nathaniel is charming, vivacious, charismatic, loves people, good with people. He actually chose and went after serving as a senior service officer for your school. I did. Yep. And he wanted it because he wanted to serve. Yeah, I hopped through a lot of failure to get there. And then I got there, I was like, nice. Yeah. But you're always looking for that like next goal, that next achievement. And like, I feel like it's important to live life in this one day at a time because right when you accomplish one thing, you're like, oh, what's next? You know, so I feel like it's good to enjoy the little things too. So. Right. So he's getting to enjoy the little things of no yep. paid rent. It's true. Living at home. And then what are your plans? The, the, the dreaded question to 18 year olds everywhere. What are your plans? I'm going to go become a hippie, live <laughs> in a, a box on the beach and surf every day. Excellent. How are you going to finance that plan? I'm going to just walk there. I'm just going to walk there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm planning to go uh, on a LDS mission for the church. Oh, I love how we went from being a hippie <laughs> to a missionary. This is where great. I'm going to become a hippie with the name tag on. <laughs> No, no, that's, that's not what I'm <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Um, I uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, you know what? One of my friends says he said a, a mission's like a God vacation for the next two years. So I'm gonna go on a God vacation. And, and what will you be doing in this God vacation? I will be serving people and spreading kindness and love, and that everybody deserves that, and everybody's a child of God. Awesome! Yeah. Awesome. So and, you want uh, to explain to my audience how missions work, like where you go, all that kind of stuff? Well, you go on this planet somewhere that's not your home, and it's getting out of your comfort zone. And Who chooses where you go? Not you? choose. Are you going to cut me off? Okay, sorry about that. That's one thing that's a problem in our family. We cut <laughs> each other off all the time. And I've just, you know, tried to, like, be more aware of it, especially since, like, um, this is funny. Um because I was talking about it uh, with my girlfriend the other day. Her family like hates interrupting. And then um, her, we're talking about this with like, you know, her mom. And she's like, yeah, all families have to look quirks. Now when you go leave your, their, your family and go to other family, you think your family's all like dysfunctional, which we are. But <laughs> I'm kidding. We are dysfunctional. <laughs> but um, wow. no, yeah, we have a great family. It's just kind of like fun to like, you know, see the differences. We definitely and have quirks. One great thing about, you know, life and that you can, um go away from the house that you live in and make things that you liked about it and keep keep using those and you can also move into do different things that you didn't like necessarily you know change things yep. and make life what you want i think part but, of becoming a functional adult is assessing what your parents gave you and yeah. not just adopting it without thinking of it but doing exactly what you're saying is assessing what works what doesn't and Definitely. molding your own For sure. habits. Definitely. And creating different relationships outside of the home because I feel like 
other people get different insight because if you just take advice from your parents and your you know your brothers and sisters the people you see every day then you won't get as a broad view of different things and i think social media makes that easier for us because we can see different views very prominently people love to make their opinions and their views yes. on there but i feel like it's important to hear different people out and see where you can improve but also give feedback to what others can as well but back to the mission a mission is where you serve for two years and it's just you know a time where you take away from yourself and you focus on other people and it's kind of interesting because someone said the other day to me that um the most selfish time of your life will be between 18 and like like 24 or something or 25 and i'm spending most of that you know focusing on other people so that's kind of what the mission is and you have to spend your own money on it and um but you got a deal yeah you got i got a deal because i have blessed life and parents that help yeah we for. are we are paying for half yeah in fact your dad said you almost have it paid for it's true yeah but I, I do am putting a lot of work into it you know have a job and such but um after the mission i have no idea everything's fuzzy I'll probably get married though to my girlfriend. <laughs> Notice my my laughter. I love Your her. nervous laughter. Yeah, my nervous <laughs> laughter. Like, <laughs> I love her. Like this is a, nothing against Chloe, and I've said that. She uh, love Chloe. Yeah. Love love the the dynamic the two of you have. I just am nervous being an old lady. Except you always promote it too. You're like, you guys are gonna be so cute when you get married. And, and, yeah. And I'm like, mom, you're not helping. <laughs> now you're on here, you're like, now let's think about it. I'm like, yeah, mom, let's think about it. Yeah, let's think about it. Take your, so uh, should I advice. be trying to break you up? Would no. that be working better? Are you trying to break us up? No, I'm not. I'm not I, trying to. I'm, I'm just 18, saying. I could leave. <laughs> I can go live on the beach in the box. <laughs> I love that our plans are being a hippie, living on the yeah, beach, or going and serving a mission. That'd be that'd be a good time, though. But I can see that if I try to break you and Chloe up, you all you come back with is, "I can go be a hippie, <laughs> live in a box." <laughs> these are these are firm plans, and this is why I call you a joke, man person. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> because you still get to live at home, and we feed you. I'm very grateful for that. Though I tell people that my kids have to work or they don't eat. It's true. Which is really a joke because I don't charge them rent and they just have to do like dishes yeah. and a little bit of jobs. I'm grateful and... I have a place I can come back to when life gets hard too. Right. But she you said know that I um the other day that I can live in the house. Oh sorry, I'm not talking close up to the camera. There's the microphone. The microphone. There's only one microphone. Yeah. And now yeah. I don't know what I said and I forgot what I said. Well, you were talking about feeling blessed that you have a place to all live. All over the place. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> this is what happens when you get a person with ADD and Tourette's together. It's true. Yeah, which is why we probably interrupt each other a lot. Maybe. Yeah, there's like some neurological differences in our house yeah. and a lot of exuberance. So Nathaniel and I are the extroverts in the house. Yeah, there's a lot of different personalities. And literally every personality. We're like the yeah. gamut of personalities. Like if you had the color code, we, we hit them all. Oh, Except yeah. for the peacemaker one. We're not. What are you talking about? I'm totally the peacemaker. No, you're not. No, we just. Oh, and you are? No, I'm not saying I am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. We're like, uh, dad's the total type A red personality. Yeah. You're probably, I'm a blue. I don't know what I am. I think you're probably a yellow. And Elsa's like a red blue. I'm, I'm a yellow. 
I think you're probably a young. I don't know any of those questions. You could be it like, yeah, you, you're a, you're a It means you're, you're <laughs> real focused on having fun. Yeah. But it's also just. But a lot of yellow personalities are very <laughs> successful because they're like, I realize that I need money to do the fun things I want unless you live in a box. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Which, never live on a box, guys. Live in a big mansion. <laughs> yeah, it's one on or the, the other. Live <laughs> in a big mansion. It's on not that hard, guys. <laughs> um, um, what I'm learning is that I have not made um, being an adult look really fun to you, huh? What do you mean? Just too much work. I mean, if you think being an adult, if you think being an adult is fun, it can be, but it's what you make of it. So, what is your impression of adultness? That in order to get the fun, you have to work for that. What's our family motto? Okay, I knew you were going to say that, right? When I, when I said it, like, <laughs> what's our family motto? <laughs> what is it? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Work hard. Um, party hard. Play hard. <laughs> and don't drink. And never quit. <laughs> and never quit. Okay, let's try that. Again. Okay, what? How do you not know this? Party hard, work hard, and never quit. Yeah except some of them are no, <laughs> i no, do know work it. hard play hard and never quit you work do hard, know play this. hard never quit yes okay and i'm like whenever, where have whenever, you been the last 18 years yeah so whenever we're um uh i don't know <laughs> not here mentally um but whenever we're on vacation or like see i'm blessed to even say whenever i'm on vacation like yeah. it's an occasional thing you know because like it is but um no one we're in the deeps of our work like hey guys let's work hard you know like we or like, okay, guys, let's, let's play hard. And um, and then when things get hard, you know, it's also important. Be like, never quit. So that's why right. our, our motto is that. And we've always said that. So we we intended when you get kids were younger to actually write up like this whole mission statement. That's funny. But we never. It's me writing. No, like dad and I writing a oh. mission statement. Okay. I thought you were like, no, we were trying, nine, like, like five, at that age. Five and three, write a mission statement. No, like, we. I'm considering having that be part of my job and I can't even do it so I've been um, considering going into filmmaking and like you know part of that is writing scripts and I have no no, no idea how to do it but um I am considering going into like a specific like film school too but that's all things for my mission I'm hoping that the mission gives me some insight what I can do after my life I mean after the mission but uh but one thing that because your dad and I both served is you find a lot more confidence in yourself in service, yeah. giving service to other people. And I know that we put um, a lot of pressure on you in the ways that we haven't intended to, to serve a mission, because it's like, oh, we loved it so much that you're like, oh, I have to do this because my parents loved it. Yeah, well, I have to. Yeah, I have to. I mean, it's part of one of the reasons I'm going is because I'll be disowned if I don't. No, that's teasing. <laughs> I have never said no, I would disown no, um, you. Boy, but there, but boy, there is, I should have. Uh... In a house of such high-functioning parents, it is kind of stressful to make sure that you you do become better than them, which is the ultimate goal is to succeed what they've done in their lives. Well, my so. mom used to say, and the kids have heard this, What it, what's the thing I'm going to say that every generation? Every generation wants to do better the than last, last. To do better than the last, was, yeah. yeah something so like we have told our kids, um, because... Interestingly, I read a book when I was um, in my young 20s that um, was about alcoholics kids and how alcoholics kids tend to marry alcoholics because it's what's comfortable to them. And the number one sign of a dysfunctional family is when they don't expect their kids 
to rise above them. And they're like, how dare you think you're better than us? And so um, that really struck with me that, that, that idea that you give your kids a platform to do better. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do all the same things, but that your path to a comfortable life and happiness and achievement of what it is that you decide are shortened because of the platform you were given in life. Meaning you, you know, you have free food, you have yeah. rent, you've been able to go to school without having to work full time. Yeah. Those kinds of things. If you, but it also comes with some hard things too. Definitely. If you know, uh, my mom and I for at least a little bit, or if you've been on her Facebook, you know, this one story where I was like, mom, I want to be an entrepreneur more successful than you. You got to set it up. up. Now, why? Why? Because when the kids were little, I would say Nathaniel would be like, mom, because they see me doing, you know, I've been selling makeup and skincare for 20 years. So longer than they've been alive and been a makeup artist for 30. Um, And they also saw me build a speaking career and write books. Yeah. And so I've always worked from home, except obviously when I'm speaking on a stage, but they've seen a lot of this work happen here. I have my own office. But back then, I just worked up the dining room table. And well, I Nathaniel couldn't really say, like run it, but I've seen you in the office working. But it's not like you've shown me like. But you see the. This work. is how I do it. Yes, but anyway, one hundred percent. He would yeah. be like, "Mom, how much money do you make?" And of course, anyone who's ever raised kids, you understand that they think a dollar is a lot of money. You've told this story a thousand times. <laughs> He's like got his hand over his face and like just this painful. Oh. I'm pretty sure you said it last week. No, but. The audience doesn't know the joke that you already gave the punchline. They've been on your Facebook for no, at least five no, minutes. You find no, it. no, it's not. It's not there on the latest. Book. All the content is on her Facebook and her books, where you can get on LitaGreen.com. <laughs> How did that happen? I'll give you a dollar. Um, yes. So uh, wait, I think I, I even, get all the commission. Wait, I even it. have a dollar in my purse. Okay, so oh. I can. Here, there you go. Let's There's a go. dollar right there, son. Now give me another dollar when someone actually... <laughs> Just say you're from uh, this episode when you buy anything from okay, her so... and then tell and then tell her you own Nathaniel. He's 50% of this because I heard it from Nathaniel. No, I don't... So don't whenever you go buy something from her from now on, just say, oh, I heard of you from this one podcast <laughs> that your son was in. And yeah. he, he, he shouted you out. And so you will not why. get 50%. That's not the commission. Okay, how the 60, world works. 40. Um, no. A dollar. <laughs> so anyway, he asked how much money I made and not <laughs> wanting to have them like, you know, have real numbers that they don't even comprehend because they think a dollar is a lot of money. I would say, and he's looking at the dollar. <laughs> hey, um, this is like a lot of work. <laughs> that's right. He is learning and appreciation. It's true. So I would say it's I like make $12 a, a week. And his reaction was, whoa, that is so so much money. What happens next, mom? Yeah. What and then you already the said, you already said that he's like 12 years old. He goes, mom, here you say it again. I want to be an entrepreneur just more successful. <laughs> Don't. Right. <laughs> and I was so proud. And I do like, want to be an entrepreneur. I feel like, um, in this world, like entrepreneurs, um, are some of the most creative people, but also some of the most risk-taking people. And I'm not necessarily a risk taker, but I feel like I can be creative. So that's why it's one of the things I'm considering, but I don't necessarily know what I want to do yet, but that's one of the options. That's one of the options. Yeah. Well, I think one of the, the real opportunities you have of privilege 
is that you have a space to figure that out. Yeah, it's really easy to get some cardboard and just try it. <laughs> I don't know why I keep going back to that. <laughs> it's called a story arc? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's because you keep laughing how, at my stupid how, jokes. I mean, oh, okay. Do it again. I won't laugh. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't help for the same room. We're like, start snickering. Yeah. yeah. When he moves out, it's going to be the two introverts. It's true. And I'm going to get a lot more book reading done. Yeah. Yeah. And the house is going to be a lot quieter. Our house Lots. is already really quiet. Yeah. Um, a lot quieter. My friend, uh, actually, speaking of missions, just left on one yesterday. He had his farewell on Sunday. Yeah. Daniel and it's Taylor. Like, it's like Tuesday today. Yeah. Daniel's awesome. You should have his mom on. I should. Yeah. I should. She's um, amazing. Her name's Taryn Taylor. But, uh, where was I going with that? Um, our house was quiet. Yeah. So I, that's like a second home to me is their house. And whenever I go over there, it's like completely different world. It's like always loud. Because there are four it. boys. I love it so much. And then whenever Daniel would like come to my house, I would be like, bro, your house is so peaceful. It's kind of nice. And I was like, yeah, I guess it's true. Like it is nice. Cause I go to his house. I'm like I love this so much. They don't have brothers and there's like five of them. And so <laughs> it's just a, a party all the time at their house. Right. Right. Yeah. And it is, um, it is quiet here. It's a, it is a place of work and playing sure. hard, playing hard. Mostly we go on vacation to do the play. Yeah. yeah. Literally when we vacation, I'm pretty sure it's working hard too. It kind of intermingles mm -hmm. because we went to Disneyland once with my aunt Disney and uncle. World. Oh, uh, Disney World. Yeah. Oh, no, we don't Disneyland with them too. Man, this first class. Uh, I mean, um, first world problems. <laughs> anyway. Um, wait, was it Disneyland or Disney World? <laughs> anyway, we're um, in an amusement park. But we're in an amusement park and I'm with my, we're with our, my aunt and uncle. Um, and, you know, we're just like, we're not running, but it's like, you know, like speed walk to this place, <laughs> okay. speed walk to this place, to the next, now, to the next ride. My and they're like, slow down. And we're like, what do you mean? It's not our vocabulary. My husband does, as I say, does everything with intensity. Yeah. And so he cannot, cannot walk behind crowds of people so he'll just start taking off and, and the only way we can keep track of him we go in single file lines through the people so and we all like to have a hand on each other and i and of course i have to make it fun so i'm like single file <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun and pam and kit are like where are they going and the funny thing is we'll get in the line and just save a place for pam and kit yeah yeah and then then he's in the line and he's like why are we in this line? Oh, and he's like questioning all of his life choices leading up to this moment that he's standing in a line behind people. Can I just say, with amusement <laughs> parks, I just was speaking of lines. I feel like think back to your amusement park experiences. You probably just thought of a line experience. Can I just say that like sometimes lines are long, but it's also sometimes really good to appreciate them. At least that's what we found in our families that that's where we gain a lot of connection to other people and also through each other because that's where all the talking happens rather than the sprinting single file to the next <laughs> line because lines where you take a little break and like my mom when she threw up one of the rides could have that break in between <laughs> that, that kind of takes us to the story where she went to florida without us okay another for first world problem for work I was, I, I was speaking in florida and, she and went they to gave Disney me World. a ticket. No, it was to Universal Studios. Oh, Universal Studios, yeah. And um, one of the best I ones. went there to play hard. Mm -hmm. 
And so I went from ride to ride and it was like really cold. And it was like raining there, right? It was like <laughs> raining and cold. And so nobody was there. And I bought you a sweatshirt. Yep. And I went from ride to ride to ride. And I was like, man, my kids would love this. And <laughs> man, they would love this. So and you've learned I that line says sometimes a good thing. So you yeah. can take a break to let your, you know, your your colon take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I have some poopy issues, which are throwing no, up. No, as no we're not talking issues. about that on this podcast. No, we're not. Not on my watch. <laughs> yeah, I um no. I also found out that I'm not 20 because I'm pretty sure at 20 I could have handled ride after ride after ride. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I you can. There's but, this uh in Utah for the Utah people, there's a amusement park called Lagoon. And uh, my sister and I, we went together one time and there's this ride called Cannibal and we rode the single rider line seven times in a row. Didn't even feel anything. Yeah, yeah, but me, something happened. That was a marathon. But I, I was like, I had so much fun puking in Universal Studio yeah. that I needed to bring my kids back there. And I did. You did. I took we've, you there. We've been there twice now. Yeah, but my husband says he will not go to amusement park again. But but he, he will but he will because we gotta awesome. play hard yeah yeah because they're so great to go do that as a family it's true everybody gets what they need you know yeah okay so what's another fun trip that we've done as a family that you like um bahamas yeah now i sound Poor so kid. spoiled <laughs> it's making me look so bad right now um <laughs> But uh, she's like, just like, look how great of a mom I am. Where else have we been, Nathaniel? Okay, well, but, I actually um, have a story I want to tell. Bahamas are really like, because it's like the coolest water park in the world. If you haven't been there, Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah, Atlantis. What did I say? You just said Bahamas water park. Oh, yeah. So I was just um, filling the gaps. Atlantis, right. And it's so cool. And it's also awesome because it's like a lot of the stuff there, like you could not get away with in the U.S., they didn't even have lifeguards on the stand all the time. And even then, some of those slides you could not see in the US. I mean, there was a slide that went through a shark tank. Which they were in a tube. It's crazy. So and you're just floating in the shark tank and there's like glass behind you, but like there's sharks and you're like on this slide. And you're like, whoa. Which I didn't actually do that part of it because I don't know if you remember this. I had whiplash a little bit beforehand. It's true. So um, I was being very pleasantly not getting more whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was even bad though. But there's this one slide called the Leap of Faith. And it literally is like, you know, how do you, how do you say that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm showing. Straight down. Uh, straight down. I, yeah. Like I can't put it in the words. Like straight down, like straight down. And then it goes. <laughs> and then just imagine then this in your head. I, you can't see me. Straight I'm down. Straight down. And then it levels out, but it's still you got this all this momentum. You go through a shark tank, and it's crazy. And then there's another one. It's in the same shark tank, and it's like you're in this tube, and it stops you in it. And then you're just like slowly floating through this water full of sharks. But yeah, delightful yeah. in a What's tube. So you're not really going to be eaten. Um, so when I was a kid, I got to travel a lot as well. Yeah. The difference being that my dad owned a small trucking company, meaning he, my mom, and us kids as the work crew. Mm -hmm. setting up mobile homes so, and so yeah. i traveled all the united states and i remember when the i water was water parks was wait, just just cinder blocks. no it was called sprinklers oh yeah true. sprinklers so there when you were about eight or nine years old um i was working towards a goal and you were like mom let's look at this map let's look at this map mom and i was like okay and you go where in the world are we going next 
And I remember being so struck by that because where I got a love for travel because my family would go and visit a lot of Native American places, which gave me this love of other cultures. And I got to realize that judging people by the outside appearance didn't really matter because, you know, my dad was a trucker and some people might judge him for being a rough and tough guy and that he was six foot three, but it gave me a love for people from all different walks of life. And here, my kid, the next generation is dreaming of where in the world. And that just blew my mind. And now you're at the brink of another where in the world, because we kind of left this hanging for the audience. You don't choose where you go on your mission. Yeah. You put in papers that you're willing to go and you could go literally anywhere on this planet, as you said. Anywhere. The, um, to a certain extent, there's some places the church doesn't necessarily So the church means the church is Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? Yeah. But um, like, I'm not going to go to Antarctica. And there's some countries we're not allowed to go not to. Not a whole lot of people. But pretty much throughout the whole entire world. Like right? Iran. Yeah. I don't think we're in Iran. I and um, speaking of this and like cultures and stuff, I did uh, go to Puerto Rico for a humanitarian trip. Um, Tell trips. me about that. I went, uh, I went uh, sophomore year for fall break and spring break. It was a great experience. And it's kind of cool to go to a and place. And he paid, paid for half of it himself. Yeah. It's kind of cool to go to a place where um a lot of people go for you know like fun and touristing which it was a lot of fun and we did do some touristing but it was mainly so we could build roofs for uh people that didn't have them from the hurricane and you go there today and there's still people that have tarps for roofs like my girlfriend went this uh this summer like a few like weeks ago actually and I asked her I was like hey let me know if there's people that still don't have roofs for homes and she's like yeah I still there still are I noticed because um, you drive down the freeway and you see these blue roofs and you're like what the and then you, it's just a tarp and um it's just uh really cool though because there are some experiences where you know you're in these people's houses building a roof and um sometimes they're next door but you're it's kind of cool because uh you're just there and they're like hey make us food and like we, we're gonna make your food you know and then um this like being in these people's houses and like seeing how they live and seeing how happy they are still even after all the the trouble they've been through and it's how happy they are that like they could have a roof again and it's just a really cool experience to like you know be there in the heat of the day and still you know and I was with my friends so I was having a good time but still gotta like go to the beach and stuff but I mainly spent the days you know like working and it was cool to have that experience you know of seeing what yeah. people have in contrast to what you have and for sure their gratitude and things like that I don't understand where I was going with it but yeah that. yeah well he came back experience. it's a really cool experience he came back so excited about puerto rico and how amazing the women of puerto rico are and how they're so much better cooks than i am mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like mm -hmm. but um it's it's <laughs> awesome because like you just like stand like in a neighborhood in the middle of the day and like the the air smells like food because everybody has food cooking at that time mm -hmm. so that's what a teenage boy looks for in a woman yeah. woman who's cooking food in the middle of the day <laughs> no teenage boys like to eat they do they like to eat a lot they do. yeah especially since i've been uh recently uh getting into the gym but it was really funny because he comes home one day from school and he goes mom so imagine you're what you were like 15 at the time you're like mom mom i'm gonna go to puerto rico and i'm yesterday. gonna build roofs 
and I'm just, it's going to be so amazing, mom. I'm going to go to Puerto Rico. And I'm like, I remember that day. Hold up a little bit of legal parental. Because right after school, my friend, uh, my friend was like, hey, my dad has this company and they, it's like a, you know, like a nonprofit where they call Light at Puerto Rico, where they build roofs and his dad's like in charge of it. And now he's actually um, one of the leaders in the, in the church. And Jesus um, Christ, Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, guys, you guys want to go to Puerto Rico and build roofs? Now we're like, uh, yes, we need to go tell our moms though. So I ran home while I drove home because oh, I, was, I was 16. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was a big boy. I could drive. So I drove home. Okay. And um, I was like, mom, I want to go to Puerto Rico and build roofs. No, you didn't say I want to. You said I'm going. Oh, that's probably what I said. Yeah, I'm going to Puerto Rico. And how do you like, say no to that? Well, I was ready to, because I, I will mom you. Look, I'll give you the mom look right now. <laughs> See, he just wilts. <laughs> so I'm like, um, going to Puerto Rico, which is still, of course, the United States, but. It feels like a different country. And also their culture is very different, but it's a very awesome place. It's amazing, but it's yeah. very far away from his mommy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, we'll have to meet these people that are organizing this and this see if we approve. Time, first time I was see if we approve her. of these kids, these people taking my kids. And they looked at me and they said, we will treat your son like our own. And I believe them. And so that we decided they were good people. And then later he was called to serve in what they call the 70, which is uh, a response, a huge responsibility. We were like, that's because we approve them as good people yeah (laughs) but nathaniel went down there he had some money that he had saved and he willingly gave over half of it um well all you pay you paid half for half of the expenses of it and we paid the other half and they already gave us a pretty good deal because we were um his friends too and And they're they're gonna have you guys sleep on the floor at their house and so all that kind of stuff yeah you did they have a house down there okay there you go i thought it was like on a mat on the in this main room Mm -mm. okay yeah. Yeah. So the uh, amazing experience that you had and what did that teach you about the world and your place in it? Um, especially in Utah, you live in a bubble and it's very comfortable. And then when you go, especially like to that, like, you know, traveling internationally, even nationally, sometimes you can really see the difference in culture and people and that there's a big world out there. And it's important that um, you know that you're you're working hard because not everybody has it as good as I do, you know. And it's important that like you work for what you want, you know. Yeah. And like those cultures are amazing and stuff, and it's good to you know like build your own culture with your own family. And um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So it's just really good to. I feel like it's kind of hard to put into words what travel can do. Uh, for you I think you just have to go do it and not everybody likes it because it is something that's out of your comfort zone but I feel like it's something that you can learn some very life that like very valuable life lessons with so okay like what kind of life lessons um gonna sound spoiled again but we went to Cancun oh kill me I know I'm sorry hey at least you're aware of your privileges yeah yeah um we went to Cancun and it's just like very different and you know sometimes it can be like tough um having to say no like a thousand times to people 
because their culture is like American money, you know, that's how you're seen, but you just have to kind of be like a little like mean and stubborn and be like, Hey, like, no, I can't buy all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't do you know like, what's going with that. Well, like when you're driving down the road, do you like look at the houses and think about their lives or who they are and what their opportunities are? Is yeah. that kind of what you're saying? It just makes me love America even more. And um, I'm not saying any other country is bad. I just, it's my favorite. I'm biased. But I, uh, I'm very blessed to where I live because there's a lot of opportunity, especially being a white male. But also I love that um, there's been change in this country and that, in my view, I don't think that, you know, any person of any color is any less than the other. And that's big and a big topic this that's year. That's okay. We can have that topic but because... It, I think it's um, important to realize that it's a different world. And if you're, if you, if you still think that you're better than someone because of your skin color, then you got a problem because we're all, like I said in the very beginning of the podcast, we're all children of God, you know, we're all children of God. That's right. And that's how we should see each other. And whether you don't, whether you believe in God or not, we are all people on this earth that um, are, we're all living in it and we should take care of each other and the planet we live on and everything. So, yeah. I love it. This is my son, an 18 year old man person. It's she's really a, exciting. She's a gun in my head right now and has a piece of paper. No, I gave I you a stay. dollar. <laughs> I'm going to take back that dollar. <laughs> Take hey, back, take back your. I just got a bunch of sales for you. You haven't, your books haven't been selling. <laughs> you haven't been selling. Yeah, look oh. how many are on the shelves right now. Son, I restocked the shelf. She restocks the shelves. <laughs> okay. No, they don't sell as much if I'm not out speaking. That's definitely That's true. true. And there has been, I don't know if you. Heard I don't want to hear any excuses from. That. Okay, sorry. Pandemic isn't an excuse. I was just telling my media company how I'm really distracted in the summer with my kids, so I need to stop you mean, all I this fun. I barely see you. You work so much. And you're out with your friends all the time. <laughs> Whose life are you describing right now? Yours. <laughs> Mine? Yeah, I was just at the cabin with my girlfriend. Oh, wait, no, that's you. Okay. <laughs> but you were out with your friends too. When was I out with my friends? Well, it's actually my friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my heavens. Oh my heavens, my son. Okay. So what is big piece of advice you would give to yourself a year ago? A year ago? A year ago. That was like yesterday. Yeah. That's what it feels like. So um, pre-2020, what's some advice you would give your, your young I mean, it was self? over a year ago that the pandemic happened. Right. Okay. So two years ago. But I do feel like, you know, the pandemic started today. I was like, Hey bro, this is going to be a long process. I feel like I just say to myself, like, just don't let it distract you. You know, you got to keep working on becoming a better person. And you shouldn't let social media or all these other people change who you should be, only a change for the better. So, okay. So, what is some advice you give yourself? And also, your mom doesn't know anything. Where's that dollar? I want to. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not giving you any more money you are cut off for the rest of the day and if, yeah except for dinner i'll feed you dinner okay i'll be gone now <laughs> yeah now that um they uh they have their job at a restaurant costa vida they get free food 
my budget has literally gone down like 200 bucks a month. Yeah. Only 200? Well, I still eat. I don't. Your dad still eats. I eat every once in a while at the house, but. Yeah, because we don't let him eat here. I eat like cereal here. (laughs) And then my lunch and dinner is close to me now. No, I'm just teasing. I don't eat it that much. I've actually started giving my free meals to people, like my friends. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's. That are starving and hungry. I know. Their parents charge them rent. Guys, find little ways to serve, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, giving your friend your free meal. You're giving your friend your free meal, not your female. I said free meal. I just wanted to make sure because it kind of sounded like female. We don't oh. give we don't give people away. I stutter when I get nervous. Because you're so nervous because you're afraid your mom's going to take back the dollar. <laughs> no. <laughs> sometimes when I talk, words mesh together. Yeah. I'm a speaker and sometimes I'll make mistakes speaking to my family and they'll be like, yeah, real professional. That's amazing. You speak for a living. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, words are hard. And I didn't plan this out. For someone that's two TED Talks. Three. Three TED Talks. Excuse me. Excuse me. Three. (laughs) (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, hey, that's a funny, that reminds me, was it you or your sister that they started showing one of my TED Talks in your class? It must have been your sister. I'm pretty sure we've both done that. Oh, uh, no, like you guys didn't. Like the teacher decided to share it, having no idea that I was your. Oh, really? Yes. Was that? That you? was definitely else than that. Okay. Yeah. That was that. that one day she's That's in so class funny. and they're talking about TEDx talks and they're like, oh, here's one you should watch. And it was mine. And it was really funny. And she's like, that's my mom and my daughter and my son are both not looking like me exactly yeah for real it's funny so how like, they didn't really? make the connection like green and then also a teacher should know the kid's parents do at least the smallest but green's degree. a common name it's true green's a common name so you wouldn't necessarily think that and i do go by but you know what's funny is that every time i had like a tedx assignment because like in school they have us watch tedx talks and then like analyze them and talk about what we learned and every time i would do my mom's because i knew what happened so i wouldn't watch it necessarily and i would just <laughs> type it all out and like litter green you know like you know like you're not you're not a victim right type thing and then just, there you go yeah there you go yeah just, i so you did it just make the assignment easier for yourself yeah and then i could just chill the rest of the time well i'm glad that as a mom i've helped make schooling easier thanks for you next you should become a math teacher that's not gonna happen because that was not a good no a science teacher science because I'm bad at science. Maybe a little bit of But good thing I'm not in school anymore, so I won't have to do it ever again. You're not in school anymore ever again? No, I won't have to learn science ever again. Yes, you do. There's some required classes in college. You know what sucks is they tell you that you're going to study what you you actually want to do in college, but one, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And also, you still have to do these stupid like math classes. Generals. Yeah, generals. Yeah. But then they're like, you don't have to take the boring classes. I'm like, that's bull crap but you can take them in inventive ways it's true yeah and also um i feel like it in college they do show you like it applies more to this career because of this but, mm-hmm. yeah well i remember being 18 well i moved out to you were 18 i know you didn't just like plop on the earth at like 50 <laughs> since i'm not 50 yet that would be true yes <laughs> i am still in my amoeba stage um i remember being 18 and feeling like I was really old 
and that I knew a lot already. And it seems like you... You're kind of naive. I was kind of naive. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I was just, it was just the mileage. Um, so you seem to have a, being a, open to learning, which is really great. I just thought I was, you know... That's so because you had to be an adult a yeah. lot sooner than I had to. Well, I think that's one of the gifts we've been able to give our kids. Yeah. Is you're not I mean, worried about food and shelter. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's, there has its pros and cons to like the difference between my childhood and your childhood. I feel like you had to learn a lot quicker. And I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty mature person, but I feel like I haven't had to mature in those ways as like paying taxes and making sure there's food on the table. And you had to do that at 14. And I haven't even had, I haven't had to do that yet. Yeah. So it's just like there's things that I haven't well, learned. I'm glad you don't things, have to worry about food. There's things that you learned already. So there's things I haven't even learned that you learned at 15. But there's also like, you know, some value, like, you know, you have good memories and not all these bad ones. Mm -hmm. So, well, um, every generation should have increased opportunities. And I'm thankful that you know that you have a lot of opportunities in front of you. And yeah. I expect you to take them. I poked him with my finger. Oh. Uh. No, I know. I have so much opportunity. And it's hard because when you have so much opportunity, it's hard to choose. Because you, like, don't want to make the wrong mistake. Right. But it's also about, like, the beauty in life is that you get to fail. Well, when you choices. were little in, in uh, first, second grade, the teacher would say, well, Nathaniel needs to do this assignment. I'm like, great. Did you tell him? And they would say well tell me now and I say well tell him because I've already passed the first grade and the second grade and I wanted my he just uh, sorry I just, drink, I just had to take a drink why are you burping on the podcast that is gross don't do it again don't uh, boy boys have cooties mom it's gross. all your podcast episodes have been so boring <laughs> I gotta make it at least a little interesting. Really? Have you listened to all of them? Yes. <laughs> yes, with the lying. I listened to the first five minutes. It was your first one, and I was like, "Wow, that's her intro." Hopefully, the outro's better. <laughs> I'm kidding. You see, have there's you always listened? room. There's always room to Have improve. you listened to more than five minutes of one of my podcasts? What? Have you? I have not listened to any of your podcasts. I did not think no, so. No, I'm kidding. I listened to because five. I listened to the first five minutes, and then I got bored because you're not the people I listen to. Like you're not David <laughs> Dobrik. Old people. You're not. And I'm not giving away millions of dollars like the Beast. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. Yeah. Yes. But um. I gave a but, dollar. But she does I gave have a dollar away live. But she does have an opportunity today. If you guys follow the podcast and listen to one episode. And you have you DM my mom and pr have proof of it, then she will give away a thousand dollars to a random person. I no, I will not be giving a thousand dollars away yep. to a random person. <laughs> I, I. She okay. is. So if you no. follow her on all of her Instagrams <laughs> and say that you did that, nope. And also nope. buy a book and show that, then yes, yeah, she'll give you a thousand dollars. Nope. You're welcome. That's what you guys have me <laughs> That's what Mr. Beast would do. That's what Mr. No, he would give away many thousands of dollars but what's actually really funny is that he'll go on people's podcasts yeah um and during the podcast you know he'll share his, his experience with life and he'll okay. share all the things and at the end he'll be like 
give the person that has their podcast an opportunity to give someone a thousand dollars so it's pretty the, much because the, he had mr beast on the <laughs> so does, he, does mr beast give away the thousand dollars no they do so that he so he gets them to do it yeah okay is, because that's like his whole like his thing and but it also gets people to like here's so, the thing when you have mr beast on a podcast or anything that yeah you're, it's on a your pretty big on content it's, it's going to be something that'll launch your 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 publicity okay. so that's why it's like okay i'll give it i'll give so a thousand dollars mr beast comes on my podcast mm-hmm. i will give, give away a thousand dollars away if mr beast comes on okay yeah uh, we have that in the, because he is just have that maybe my son recording. can let mr beast know about me okay okay <laughs> I'll DM so if mr beast like, comes on i will I'll, give I'll away a thousand dollars but like, hey, i think we should end this with a end it the, Man, we could go all day. We just we could, it. we could, but I think we should we should have a like a challenge that you do. That I do? Yes. No, we have to challenge the viewers. This is something. So the viewers, more if me. they like subscribe. I was actually just you. about to go play basketball, and she's like, "Hey, Nathaniel, you want to do the podcast?" And I'm like, "Fine." <laughs> okay. I, I enjoyed like, this. Little. Like, um, <clears throat> what would be what would be a fun one? Maybe we'll let them send some fun challenges for you to do. For me to do? Yeah. Like, why would I? No, we have to challenge them like to do maybe, something. Maybe, like, sing for someone. What? Like, if they go and subscribe, you, like, send them a, a singing telegram? Or am I thinking to 1940s? Or I need to get better at push-ups. I'll do a push-up for every person that follows the podcast. <gasps> okay. There you go. Like, subscribes to it. On what handle, though? Um, iTunes is a good one. Share your hotness podcast hashtag share your hotness podcast okay okay so after this publishes till the next one every new every new subscriber okay so right when she publishes the next podcast that's actually a lot of push-ups yeah and we'll do we'll do we'll do it live no 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 no, no, here's the thing once yeah she posts this podcast 24 uh, 24 hours after oh 24 hours okay hours after she posts the um the podcast how many more subscribers she got That's okay and we'll do it live on my facebook yeah okay i'm excited nobody follow <laughs> no we'll do it we'll do it live <laughs> nobody subscribed to the podcast so after 24 hours after you good posted. reverse psychology <laughs> no <laughs> thanks for listening I... guys this was hashtag share your hotness with nathaniel green and some chick and um we're grateful you came. Don't subscribe until <laughs> after the 24 hours after this is published. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'll just let it go with that. <laughs> the Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.